0: broadcasting worldwide from the toad suck studio in beautiful central arkansas currently snow covered central arkansas you're listening to bad choices and bourbon i'm your host dan decker d-a-n-d-e-c-k-r on twitter and with me right now is screen crush's very own ryan airy um man it's really great to have you on the show thank you for making time to join me today um i know the listeners will be excited how are you
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me on. It's also snow covered here. We're in the midst of a a national, a moment of national unity. (laughs) That's right. That's right.
0: Uh, hopefully, um, things have been well here regards to power and services. We have been very fortunate that the lights have stayed Mm -hmm. on the heat works and things like that. So good luck to you all, uh, there for that for sure. Um, so man, uh, you know, if people don't know, you're you host the videos on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, for Screen Crush. Um, so, and they're they're very timely. You're you are within uh, hours, it seems, of new content uh, and being able to get that stuff together. Uh, so, uh, having seen Multiplicity, is that how you do this? Is that how it works? <laughs> you have multiple now
1: I, <laughs> I actually think about that a lot because in Multiplicity, it wasn't so good. Do better at his job. It was so he could do his job and be a better husband and a better father. And exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Is tough because you want to do things like you know, spend more time just with family or spend more time you know making different videos or just writing your own projects. It is easy to get worn thin. God, I love that movie though. Did you bring me (laughs) a monkey? It's my favorite line from that movie. Well, you get
0: points for just making, making the reference known. That's, that's a, that's a deep cut from my perspective. It's like no one gets chopping broccoli and much better than cats. I mean, if you know those
1: Michael, uh, right. Michael Keaton in the 90s though that's a rare thing because he didn't uh, he kind of did more dramas he didn't do m- as many comedies then
0: but that that is uh, that is him funny in the tune of like Mr. Mom you know uh, yeah. just classic Keaton comedy especially after you know he he did he did a few dramatic roles arguably starting with uh, Batman um, classic oh that's a good point yeah, yeah. Uh, And then but it like kind My
1: of, Life and The Paper Yeah. oh
0: man My Life was so oh, mm, oh a oh, sad movie yeah. Yeah, yeah it really it gets, yeah, it gets it. you it is uh, yeah You know, kind of, kind of gives you some training wheels for how you want to be parents.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you though we're going to talk just talk about just make this a michael keaton podcast
0: we can absolutely
1: um, i love i love his stand-up man he's got this bit about bazooka joe the comics on bazooka joe bubblegum oh yes, yes. I, I won't spoil it for anyone but like oh will google that It's michael <laughs> keaton pre-mister mom when he was just you know starting out in la as a stand-up oh,
0: that's crazy uh, See, i don't i'm you know vaguely have memory you know vague memory of that but uh would have yeah. honestly forgotten that he had a stand-up career
1: well that's why people uh fans you know fans haven't changed they just have a bigger platform you know fans hated they wrote in uh, when they cast him as batman like he's a comedian he shouldn't be batman which is hilarious to think because like the last batman they saw in the big screen was adam west and they were you know worried about and and tim burton had only done i was that his third movie after beetlejuice and uh
0: PB's big adventure. Uh could be, yeah, uh other than yeah. the very early stuff that didn't see too much light, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. it was early in his career. And yeah. Um, yeah, no, I remember the hype around uh, Keaton being being Batman. I, I also remember that um, you know, like thirteen year old me gave no shits uh, that that was. Uh, I was yeah, like, why would you? <laughs> I yeah. was like, this is gonna be yeah. amazing. I was more hyped yeah. that there was a Batman movie than there was uh, than there was anything else. And then when I actually. Um, <clears throat> So I just recorded a podcast uh, episode with a friend for his show, uh, and it's about being nuts for movies called You're on Crackmate. And uh, yeah. uh, it's with my friend Sean Farrick. Uh, he's a, he's an Irish fellow, so it's always fun to just talk to him. Uh, but um, we, we broke down uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, but the reason that's relative is when going to see that movie, that was the first time I saw the teaser poster for Batman 89. Uh, mm-hmm. And then... Uh, went down the the way there to Hastings and my uncle bought me uh, my first Batman comic, which was A Lonely Place of Dying, the beginning of the intro to Tim Drake. So I got oh, into cool. Batman at a good time. Yeah, uh, cool. Yeah. I never read that run. Oh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's have, awesome. I don't have them anymore because somebody filched me for the money I owed them, but... Oh uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That happens. So. But the Unlock, same guy yeah. sent my kids like gallon bags full of Star Wars figures to make up for it, so we're cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. He felt bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh but yeah, as far as like getting those videos out in a timely manner, I wish every video I put out was, was super timely. Sometimes you miss the mark, but with WandaVision, I just I wake up at four AM. Yeah. Yeah. And, and i start you know when,
0: when did they drop on your on your edge of the country um 3 a.m oh wow so you give it yeah. an hour <laughs> so so the yeah. so the really early birds yeah. can back you up with some with some fines
1: there's there's a few channels that take that are in based out of uh, england and they just get to wake up at 8 a.m yeah their yeah. time and, and do them you know but it's tough too because like I, I could just do a reaction video. And then put a more in-depth thing out the next day like New Rockstars does. But the problem is your competition, you have more competition the later you wait. you know. Yep, yep. And I could do, and I probably should do, just more still frames in the video to make it go faster. Um, probably will this week because the episode's going to be an hour long, they say. Ooh, Plus, ooh, well, ooh, well, or 30, 30 minutes and 30 minutes of credits. Yeah, um, what the hell? <laughs> so, yeah, I think we need, because they show like feature film credits at the end of every episode. Yeah, We're not yeah. used to that on TV. Plus the Netflix where they give all the the different cast members for different languages. Uh, oh, Those the other, are, those the, the, are nice the dubbing though, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. It yeah. just takes a long time. It does. Um, yeah. So like it, it's a balance between like, I want it to be fast. So you could just put in still frames and riff, but I want it to be good. So I take the time to actually write a script yeah. and try to include moving video when you can.
0: It takes a lot longer that way. So I want to just comment on the way the recent change, I I don't know, recent changes, recent changes, uh, but the you you have the Easter egg drop uh, and then you talk about things that and you're you're intentionally not spoiling things that you're going to dig into deeper. To give us yeah. the viewer a chance to think about what you said, and then you drop another video over mm-hmm. a couple of days, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that because that keeps your content in a digestible format. It's in that ten fifteen minute window that I like. I, I'm gonna. Whatever it is I'm doing, I can put 15 minutes into getting caught up on this. Uh, oh, and cool. uh, yeah, no, I, I, I for one appreciate it because it fits, it fits my viewing need and viewing habit, uh, just perfect. So, uh, when you started doing those, um, and being like, you know, and it plus it gives me something to look forward to. I'm like, oh, great. Now I can watch something on Saturday and Sunday too. <laughs> oh, know? thanks,
1: man. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think
0: it's a kind of a brilliant move, dude.
1: Well, I wish, um, you know, I don't work on the weekends. And if I did, those would be out faster. Right. Um, if I, you know, if I had something that was really super hot, I could probably hire a freelancer to help us out. But uh, for the most part, it, it's been tough because I have uh, four really great interns who help me out, unfortunately, because they are also in school. They, most of them are working the latter half of the week. So right. it doesn't help me as much to get those videos out. Um, I started doing that because like, you know, the, the video, I put that number on the thumbnail, like 71 Easter eggs. It's really like Easter eggs references things you missed. It's like little tiny details. Sure. They're not all like intentional Easter eggs they buried. And I noticed like I'm spending a lot of time in these videos talking about theories, which is great. It gets people in the comments and this and that. But then I started thinking, yeah, I, you know, this could just should be another video. And that's been yep. rough for me because I've had other videos. Um, I'll give you an example. So way back before Infinity War came out, I said, hey, I'm going to do a video about every uh every infinity stone and about the symbolism of the movie that it's in. That was the thesis. So I did one video for each movie. And then I got to the one about the reality stone and I, and I had this whole big tangent about Thor's vision. Mm-hmm. And I was like, actually this should just be a different video. And that was smart because the reality stone video got like 150 K and the other video did 4 million. The <laughs> Thor, and that was called, I, I held off till infinity war came out and it was about, and I still think this is true. Thor's vision came true and then went back to age of Ultron and found all the little clues and all the little things that Thor saw and went, Oh my God, they did this in infinity war, but for some reason, nobody's noticed it yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, yeah.
0: uh, that, you know, that, that is, that is definitely, um, a tangent, uh, the, the MCU is something that hmm, boy, the way that that is just ah, so good. Uh, right. they've done such a really fantastic job with that. And, um, you and I share a lot of opinion, I think in the, The tragedy that is how how the DCEU has fared comparatively, Mm -hmm. Um, because growing up, uh, you know, not in the not in the comic book necessarily, but in the popular media, you know, we had the Super Friends and uh, Justice. Yep. um, You know, uh, what was it? Not Justice League. They didn't call it that. Uh, They called it. What did they? Was that the name of the cartoon? Justice League?
1: The, the one in the 2000s was Justice League oh, yeah. okay that's
0: so man that that is yeah. fantastic. and then stuff.
1: Justice League Unlimited yeah
0: yeah but the you know the stuff when we were kids um, uh, Superman the movie and, and mm-hmm. that whole franchise um, DC was my jam man and yeah. CW, I love
1: DC, com- and I love DC Comics you know, you know? Uh, and a lot of the CW stuff's great the best DC stuff as far as like not comics is the DC Animated Universe, yes. Batman the Animated Series, Superman, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on up through films? Justice League Unlimited?
0: The recent. Uh, do you enjoy the recent films?
1: Well, no, nah, of course not. Like, <laughs> oh no, I am the I, uh, the
0: animated films.
1: Oh, I like, haven't seen many of them. Oh, like Red no, I, Sun and yeah. Death
0: of Superman and Reign of the Superman. No, I, uh-huh.
1: I still haven't seen Death of Superman or Reign of Super. I want to watch those because those, especially, I got into yeah. that whole run in the comics, all yep. that '90s stuff where they were changing characters. Um. The last one of those I saw was Year One. Batman Year One was a good nice. adaptation.
0: Good one. good
1: one. Dark Knight Returns, not so much. I don't. No, I got I got it backwards. Sorry. Year One, I didn't care for as much because I think the narration didn't work as well. Got it. But when they freed themselves up from the narration, Dark Knight Returns, I really like that. I never saw the Killing Joke because, like, I think I outgrew the comic, mm-hmm. and I, I don't necessarily need an R-rated animated Batman story. Right. I keep hearing great things though. Like it is. uh uh, well, All Joe DiMaggio Superman? is I the uh, a good, Joker,
0: yeah. you know, has Joe DiMaggio or John, is it John DiMaggio? Not John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. Yeah, is I know Joker. What you mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, which is, which is a, you know, he does a, he does a similar take uh, as Hamill does, but it's, in you know, it's in his, you know, it's got that. Kind of a boss to draw in it you know it's it's an interesting take on how the joker sounds um and i enjoyed it um we we have it and uh, but i'm also you know a junkie i'm all in so <laughs> right uh, see
1: i i love dc comics you know i tweeted the other day and it kind of blew up on me um it was i said to paraphrase like dc's uh, Marvel's out here breaking boundaries, and DC's like, "Hey, guess what? We re-edited a, a bad movie."
0: Oh yeah, no, right? I was in on that. <laughs> right
1: now, when I say that though, I'm not talking about. And I did this on the website. I have like a Marvel movie versus a DC movie. I don't know why everybody thinks that it's either or. No. Like, like it's the like it's the 1960s, and we're yeah. still like, you can only afford one comic book. It's not, <laughs> I'm talking about the studios. You know, like, for whatever reason, Warner Brothers. Well, I know what the reason is because Warner Brothers bought DC Comics. A long time ago mm-hmm. and has treated them as ip ever since mm-hmm. and since the at&t merger it's gotten even worse they've gutted the comic book company uh a story i i tell sometimes a friend of mine is a uh, works in merchandising and at this company um i won't say what it's called just because you know what it, maybe he wouldn't want that out there but he told this story publicly many times uh and they had this idea they got they had a partnership with warner brothers in dc to create mugs superman batman wonder woman uh, that had like the different renditions of uh, uh, the depictions of those characters throughout the years you know mm-hmm. it's like kurt swan superman john Byrne, superman and then would have the signatures of the artists beneath them and they nixed that and said we don't we don't recognize the creators this is just like our property and oh. we don't you know but that's interesting because now you can look at warner brothers applying that same philosophy not just the dc movies you know like but to all of their movies, mm-hmm. first of all, look what they did to Zack Snyder. And I'm not a fan of his take on the characters of The Watchmen or just about anything after 300. But they did him dirty mm-hmm. in the worst way you can Like I, I'm so glad he's not taking any money for doing this, but he's doing it <laughs> so other people can work. Like that's the troubling thing about Zack and Debbie Snyder. Like they make bad movies, but they're such good people. Right. Um,
0: so good way to be problematic.
1: At, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you look at that. And then you look at how they treated him, and now you look at how they didn't tell Nolan or the director of Dune that they were going to put their movies out on video. You know, They're basically treating these people as hired guns and not artists, and that's going to bite them in the ass because, like, who's going to want to make a movie with Warner Brothers? Right. You know, when Sony's Sony's basically desperate, they'll make anything right now just to have <laughs> well, some IP then, uh... that's not Spider-Man.
0: With the and the new and the new uh information with the way they treated uh Roy, uh, you know, as Ray, Ray
1: Fisher, Ray, yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah, horrible,
0: yeah, and which uh, goes
1: back to like apparently Joss Whedon's always been a terrible person, <sighs> <laughs>
0: you know,
1: like god dang it, <laughs> gee, and th- but but worse than that, okay, so this guy does terrible things, but then there's like this corporation covering it up for him,
0: yeah, oh, I don't it's, know, I turtles read... all the way down, man. When it comes to turtles all the way down. Yeah. It's garbage. It's it's
1: so depressing.
0: Yeah. You know, and you, and you see the places where they land and you're like, why aren't those same people making these other stories or helping? Uh, Because like, you know, like we noted, the CW shows are relatively good. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they're comfortable and they're maybe not, you know, risky, um, I'm looking forward to Superman and Lewis because you know I think sure. I think that's a great. Uh, I, I like Tyler Hoechlin and, uh, and the way he's doing that, um, and I'm looking forward to a um, you know a hopeful Superman again. <laughs> uh, Same. Well, the,
1: you mean Superman?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and the yeah. way they did uh, the way they did everything, they tied everything up in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths with Brandon Ralph. That's just oh, so good.
1: See, um, and I haven't I haven't gone back and watched Crisis yet. I bowed out of the CW shows a couple of seasons ago, except for Legends of Tomorrow because that's just they're just having fun on that
0: that's so bonkers it's great
1: it's great it's great it's like oh we'll meet george lucas we'll meet tolkien we'll, we'll just do like <laughs> let's act yeah. let's let's do every episode like they're about to cancel us you know yeah,
0: of course <laughs> but the reason
1: i the reason i stepped away from the cw shows is because there's just too many hours yeah i don't yeah. have the time like yeah. they introduce too many and it's not a bad thing if you have the time to watch it great but i was like man there's so much filler in these shows like in between to, to fill time there's like two characters will go off to the side and have a conversation where they whisper a lot And then by the end of the episode, they'll be friends again. But it's like, okay, well, that's pointless,
0: (laughs) you know? And that's the, you know, the trope of having to fill 20 hours uh, of TV versus the modern take where it's, you know, give me 10, a tight 10, as they say in the comedy uh, realm, uh, over, over a bloated 20 any day. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. And
0: that's, uh, that's something that's reinforced. If it weren't just rote memory at this point, as much as I watched Trek, uh, that's one thing that stands out is that there is so much filler that gets you absolutely nowhere. (laughs) sure Um, well
1: it's it's a difference between you know proceed and there's nothing wrong with the procedural show it's just that there's just too much shit to watch right now right now there's just like i am like there's i'm trying to rewatch batman the animated series and and the whole run of star trek i just finished tos now i'm on tng and i'm like i i can't i can't i can't do that and also watch the new things and it's just there it's overwhelming the amount of choice you have now
0: so, yeah. um, where, where, where did you come from? Where did you grow up? I'm from Ohio
1: from a small town. I grew up in a trailer park, um, oh, outside hits, of a small uh, town relative
0: to my interests here in Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> <A trailer
1: park. laughs> right. We share that. In common. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. No, was, yeah. Small trailer. And then, um, you know, went to Ohio university, majored in media studies, which I had no idea I would actually end up doing for a living. That's great. I worked at a summer camp for 10 years, teaching video, running a video department, teaching like filming performances and teaching kids how to make short films. And then got to work at this company, Town Square Media, which owns Screen Crush and eventually became a Screen Crush producer. And then I got invited to be on your show.
0: Oh, oh, there you go. I mean, that's, uh, (laughs) that's just like that. That's how, that's how life happens. Comes at you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, Uh, that's my eulogy. And like, and then he was invited on the show
0: (laughs) and then boom, boom, boom. Um, so Screen Crush, uh, Is, is, is that your thing or is a thing you are a part of?
1: It's a thing I'm a part of. So that's owned by a company called Townsquare media, Mm -hmm. who I just mentioned. They also own double XL loudwire, which is hard rock, heavy metal, uh, and a website called pop crush. So screen crush started off just as a website, you know, and it still is. It's a great website. The editor in chiefs, Matt Sanger, he's fantastic. Uh, and then the YouTube channel was kind of like an offshoot from that. And then, um, that just so happened. I was a video editor and I was a writer. And so I brought like a unique combination of skills that at that time, the company hadn't really done before. Okay, They've had people who are writers who got good at video. And I just happened to be a video person who got into the YouTube thing, you know?
0: Fantastic. Well, uh, much, uh, much to our benefit, I'll say, um, now, and with, it, it seems to be, uh, primarily, uh, focused in the MCU, for the most part is that, uh, yeah. is that just because of the level of output that that has cuz i mean you do get to you know you do a wonder woman uh thing and you do uh the yeah. uh, and you do the zack side or uh, the jl breakdown uh with the trailer mm-hmm. and everything which was really great by the way and actually Thanks. you know got me some kind of over you know meh plus plus so uh about seeing it cool. <laughs> which is good cuz yeah you know there are yeah. some there are some things that you know Give the man, let the man have his, have his, you know, day. I, I'm not a fan of how we got here though. Um, I hope it's great. I do. I really, I really do.
1: do. Like I, if you look at like the DCEU, our, our big complaint is fandom was, why are you cramming all these characters into Batman versus Superman? They should have their own movies. You're clearly rushing it. We don't trust you. You're not one of us yeah, you know? exactly. like, to the, to the, to the man's the corporation. Um, so this is the template they originally laid out. Like, let's introduce the characters here and then let them go, go off in their own movies. So it, it, it might be great. might be. It might be. Yeah. We might even, because they're introducing the multiverse in all these movies, you know, I'm able to let go of the idea that, like, there's one Spider-Man. There's one kind of Batman. Maybe there is a, you know, uh, maybe I can find room in my heart for a Superman that kills. I can't. I can't ever do that. Sorry.
0: No, that was wrong.
1: I, I can't. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> But if they did like a red sun, Superman or an offshoot, that's why I'm most excited about the nightmare sequence because mm-hmm. it's, there's this great J- JLA storyline called rock of ages. It seems like it's sort of based on that. So this idea of like, no, man, we're just going to put them in the future and everything's bad. And they have to like, you know, it's a totally different set of circumstances from what we've seen them in before. I'm pumped about that. Yeah. you know, Yeah. And, yeah.
0: And the, and you know, obviously, uh, giving more attention to the VFX is going to just make it uh, watchable, right? Uh, well, of for course, that, right. for that angle, um, yeah. I, I am no, I am no uh, uh, stranger to stating that uh, I have yet to make it through the last thirty minutes of that movie. I uh, tend to fall asleep. <laughs> oh, it's pretty bad. The <laughs> um, sky, the sky
1: yeah. is. They just, just to cover up high. the undone effects, it was just red and they put a red tint on everything. Hey, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the that effects. looks good. Yeah, oh, thanks, yeah. man. Yeah,
0: that's me hacking um, away in some photo editor, <laughs> but uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. I, there is one thing in Justice League I really love, and that's when Aquaman just goes off on a rant, yeah, and, and it's kind of weird and awkward. And it turns out he's sitting on the magic lasso. Oh yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean that's that's a Buffy scene. Yeah, that's that's totally a Joss Whedon joint. And I was like, yeah,
0: that's that's funny. funny. Yeah, because it's it's unexpected, and it's like the you know it is uh, akin to, but in a darker way. The way um, the way the scepter is manipulating the conversation in you know in the lab and and right, uh, Right. and You kind of realize that oh hey, this isn't them actually. Uh, it's right. It's, uh, something else at play, but yeah, no. That... Well, it's fe- it's
1: feeding what's already there. It's like it's like alcohol. It's like yeah. you know a
0: good bottle of bourbon. I'll
1: just it's not going to make you say things you would never think. It's Just going to make you say, say the things anyway. you would never say out loud. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, say them anyway,
1: yeah. Uh, the uh, sorry,
0: go ahead. I was going to say, how'd you get to New York? Car. Car. Yeah, you drove from there No, I
1: came here. To, I came here to do uh, stand up and sketch. So oh, I right still, on. you know, was doing that semi regularly. Um, but then you know you get busier and busier with work and it just didn't I was able like the same creative itch that I needed stand up and sketch to scratch, I was able to, you
0: know, oh yeah do no, that my explains actual work, kind of you know, the format of the of the videos. Uh that, that makes a lot of sense now actually.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I tried.
0: Explained.
1: There have been times I've done I've finished a video and I've been like, This isn't funny. I have to go back in and put in some jokes or some cutaways to make this more fast paced, you know, like spice. Yeah, it's just too much talk. Too much of me talking. I you can to always find, dump like, the Doug, you
0: know, when you're stuck. Just dump the Doug, you know. That's True. a win every time. If,
1: if we were in the studio, yeah, but like now the studio is all packed up. Oh right. And uh, I haven't figured out the live action format yet. I did go ahead and record a bunch of intro outros in the studio. So like mm-hmm. the next few episodes, we have some unfinished unfinished videos. But I don't know, man. In About a month, I'm going to have to get creative with the format. <laughs> is the
0: be... the studio's packed in for the for the time being?
1: No, it's done uh, for now. Like the, you know, we had an office, and the, all through the pandemic, they were paying this really high rent because town, like I said, Town Square is like a really big company. Yeah. So um, the, yeah, they they had to pack it in because the lease was up, and it's like, why would we
0: keep we paying rent? Lease right now. somewhere yeah. else, right? Yeah.
1: So yeah, it's it's down temporarily.
0: Um, green screen. It I mean, I got.
1: <laughs> ah, I hate green screen. I, know, I really do. It I doesn't hate come it. off the same them. at all. I got a, I got a few ideas. I'm pretty excited about. I don't know.
0: Well, uh, I like, look forward to it because I mean, uh, you know, you go back far enough, and you know, this w- wouldn't be the first time the format's changed. And
1: um, no, I used to be, it used to be audio only, and then I'd switch to a green screen because I was like, this will be easier to edit because I don't have to cut away to something all the time. And yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. I just love that set. I miss, I miss the video store. It's perfect. Yeah. Bad.
0: No. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, well, you know, as uh, so, um, you know, obviously the 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 nods to blockbuster just the way it's styled the way it's laid out but just video stores in general um mm-hmm. I, when i was uh 14 15 uh years old in that in that range i lived two houses up from a video store uh, oh my so, oh yeah man, man i got a lot of posters and watched a lot of movies and you know, yeah. Sometimes I got a, you know, got a bonus movie for free, but um, yeah, man, it was great. Also um, was ridiculous because when I got a I got, um, steady job at 16 uh, and they let me finance, of course, that ridiculous rate, um, a VCR and a, and a DVD, uh, uh, not a DVD player, a CD player, five disc CD mm-hmm. changer. And I was like, uh-huh. man, this is I ridiculous. So all your jams, all your jams. Uh, how is she going to listen to uh, Rush all night long uh, without a <laughs> disc changer? Um, I mean, even though <laughs> their albums are just inherently that long, uh, but um, but yeah. So a lot of that, and then um, and then of course you know work or going to work in movie theaters, uh, film big part of everything that I've done. Yeah. Uh, but growing up near a, a video store will will definitely have an influence on you. And so I was uh, super pumped to, with that with that style oh and then here in town uh when i moved to uh conway for uh college um there was a video store uh in town independent called starstruck video and their tagline was our movies don't suck uh which is fantastic (laughs) i like that yeah could get anything back room anything (laughs) you could go in that store (laughs) and it james didn't have it James would find it. And um, he was also, um, yeah. you know, if you're good friends, uh, he would he would slip you the the preview tapes of uh, movies that were yet to actually oh, nice. come, you know, with the yeah. message. My si- yeah.
1: My <laughs> sister worked in a video
0: store. We have a few of those. Yeah. If you're watching this, you're hey, breaking the law. <laughs> here's,
1: a, here's a question I love uh, asking people. What was the last movie you rented in the video store? Oh,
0: dang. If I, gosh, I wouldn't be able to remember. It would have been in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, and, uh, once I had a DVD player, I just bought them. So I usually quit okay. renting them. And yeah, man, that's like 22 years ago. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Well, I happen to remember mine. Yeah. It was, was it? uh, my wife's Scottish. So we were visiting her family oh, in fantastic. Scotland and, uh, they had a video store there. So it was 2012 and we rented uh midnight in Paris, Oh wow! which is a, yeah, which is a pretty appropriate movie to say goodbye to an era
0: yeah exactly you know because exactly.
1: that's all it's all about nostalgia and pining for old media and i didn't do that on purpose i didn't know what it was about just we happened to rent it and i just always loved like so i probably wouldn't do it again you know, I yeah i wouldn't rent another video because i'd be like i've already said, good, you know, I've said, I said
0: goodbye guy. i know now it's yeah, it. everything's yeah. different now it's uh, yeah. how easily can i get what i own onto my plex server these days uh, you know, right. So I don't have to get up and put in a disc. <laughs> and then other than that, it's like uh, I'm subscribed to everything else. So I rarely, really, there isn't anything I can't watch these days, you know, yeah, which is great. And uh, also kind of uh, sad because, you know, they don't thread yeah. projectors anymore, man, you know, yeah. No. That
1: was my favorite job I ever had working in a movie theater. I I wasn't there long enough to do anything besides work concession, but you get to see free movies, get free popcorn. Oh, man. Perfect job.
0: I'm still paying for the free popcorn, though. Yeah, <laughs> unlimited popcorn and soda for seven years has an impact on
1: one's body. Yeah,
0: that'll do it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you you got to you got to New York. You got to be a part of this this cool channel. Um, what other uh, what what else do you do? That's the full time job. Is that right? Screen yeah uh-huh.
1: uh right now that's pretty much all i do um, a couple other side projects i have a podcast to my own that's a space serial adventure podcast called rick pulsar galactic night of space justice
0: how, how i just been, about this i need to i need to get right on this it amazing. Uh,
1: you know i think it's on my twitter It's uh, the reason i don't talk about it much is because i'm i haven't finished the second season like i it's embarrassing how little work i do on it because um, i hate editing especially audio editing like it's really boring so it's been kind of my it's it's finished. It's written. It's mostly recorded. I probably have a few more actor roles to fill, but it's a lot of fun. Like, I really like that. And uh, I wrote a novel that I'm still like revising. Oh, finished fantastic. the first draft of it like 10 years ago. But, you know, novels are tough. And I got other ideas for screenplays and things. But I have a tendency to get too mired in one project for too long mm-hmm. instead of just like moving on to the next thing. And, and then, then like bored of it. Well, bored and just it's too daunting, you yeah. know, like it's yeah. too, like, oh, it's so much work. And I have the same problem making these videos where the hardest time making a WandaVision video is after I go through is after I finish making the notes and it's, I don't know, at that point, 8 a.m. Yeah. And uh, I'm starting to feel tired and I'm like, man, this is going to be a lot of work. It's, <laughs> you know? lot. Yep. it's that it's that blank page. It's when you first start getting that script together or even after you record it, you put it in the timeline for the first time,
0: it take forever. Well, that's um, yeah. you know I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. That's why uh, the format of this show is incredibly loose and uh, footloose and fancy free because uh, editing is is uh, no I uh, will we'll, I right. will lop off the bits at the beginning and the end and uh, right. except for uh, you know the raw stuff goes out to the patrons on Patreon so uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know they hear they hear all the fun stuff <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah no editing is that that's that's one of the things that has um kind of been my my uh barrier to getting more into doing video uh is Mm -hmm. just i know what editing is like and i'm really i would have to learn some things it's been a long time since i was even adept at iMovie and i have access to final cut pro so why wouldn't i learn something better Um, which
1: is basically iMovie
0: yeah it is it's just jumped up a little uh but i got this fancy i got this fancy mac i should probably put it through some paces so that you know the fans get a workout (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, but yeah. So I I I can empathize with that heavily. That you know, it's the it's the negative inertia as a way to you know our inertia is maybe not negative or positive. It's just you know, you either are inert or you have inertia.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's the only thing in the world that's perpetual.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. It's, if we it's, could, it's, a, it's
1: nothing. Is doing nothing. It's if just, we had
0: um, an inertia machine, we'd be set, man. You know, it's kind of like a uh, well, no, probability drive, right?
1: An inertia machine would just create nothing but in the universe because the only oh, that's thing that's true. perpetual is nothing. That's yeah. true.
0: That's oh, man. So existential.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I'm not a scientist. I'd just be, I'd build the fucker just to try it and and, and, and like the history eraser button. Yeah. yeah. Just end existence.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the end of cabin in the woods. Maybe we don't deserve to live.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe we as an audience are terrible people and should. <laughs> oh geez. You, that's you fair. talk about a that's movie. I've, I wouldn't mind seeing that exact same premise applied. If they can make a cabin in the woods, but for Star Wars that basically oh, yeah. is an indictment an indictment of Star Wars fans and how terrible they are. <laughs> that would be that would be the ultimate.
0: Hey, you know what? Of, it wasn't Lucas who ruined our childhood. I mean, he had some hand in it.
1: People have <laughs> complaining about Star Wars since nineteen eighty. No, since when did the holiday special come out? 78. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, people have been complaining about Star Wars since there have been Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. since before I was born. And it's I, I think it's really adorable. Like, I look when Rise of Skywalker came out, I was beside myself. Like, I I, I hated it, hated it so much. We went to go see it with my wife's family, and I kept getting up because of the bathroom because I was like, this is painful. This movie. <laughs> but even then, I'm like, why am I still doing this to myself? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I have a friend named Adam uh, Garcia, uh, producer of Wired. He's great, he's big Star Wars fan on Twitter. You should follow him. Um, he always does countdowns. He's doing a countdown to Rogue One right now. 3,000 something days, but he's counting them down or 1,000 days. And he just his motto is always like every Star Wars is good Star Wars, and that's mm-hmm. a great motto in theory. But even after Rise of Skywalker, he was like,
0: "Oh, oh. man, <laughs> yeah, in the moment." Yeah. So unlike yourself, uh, I, I I was committed in the moment for several reasons. Boy, um, okay, there was a lot going on. You know, it was a positive thing in a time of darkness. My brother-in-law, um, my sister's husband uh, was was had either just, or was in the process of passing away, uh, oh, no. at the end of that year. Uh, so yeah. I took my kids as a distraction my, for myself as a distraction. So, you know, that was something oh, that's
1: one. Now, see, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then yeah. I got to take his kids to it too, as uncle Dan. That's so, great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know that, those memories and also, Hey, Hey, I mean, Babu Frick was, you know, he was, oh, like he was great. The only yeah, thing he was, really. Yeah. he was the best it.
1: thing in the movie. Right. Yeah. But um, see, but, but that's in the movies. That's what we that's what it's for. Yeah. You know, it's the escapism. It's fun. It's joy. And what amazes me about Star Wars fans is like there's nothing in the world with a better message that's more positive than Star Wars. Like the whole p- point of Star Wars is that we're better together than we are apart. We're all part of a universal thing. And we should all just be united and work together and, and like love each other. And and that's the point of Star Wars. And we bitch about it and bitch about it <laughs> and we just find ways to divide ourselves that's not my that's not what i think star wars are like oh, no because it's not just for you it's for him and her and i say this is somebody who like i love it still you know made despite myself. made it I made a video of myself yelling at a puppet of J.J. Abrams about how much I dislike the Star Wars movie. I'm part of it.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah, but you did it in a way where you were you were you know you were basically venting to yourself, and that's 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 committed. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. there's two versions of that video. The first one I was actually pretty angry. I was yelling at the puppet, and it's one of the few times um, you know Matt, who's editor in chief of Screen Crush. I used to, like, when I first started, he watched every video and gave notes on it. And thank God he did, because he, you know, steered <laughs> me on the right path. Uh, he, But he doesn't usually do that now. But that's one I, I I, showed him. And I was like, hey, can you just let me know if I go too far in this? And he was like, you went too far. Ooh. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, well, he was right. And I I knew he was right, or else I wouldn't have asked him to watch it. So I toned I toned it down, and rightly so. If I had a Patreon, I guess I'd put oh, it out on that. You know, someone who but, has uh, a uh, It's the a same video. It just, yeah sorry. It's the same video. It's just that like, I come off as a douche.
0: That's fair. <laughs> you know, I have, I have an account that's specifically for screaming into the void. So no one hears it, you know, nice. Sometimes it, it, you have to have it out there just to, you know, I mean, the way, the way my brain works is like, if I don't let it out, it's just going to be in here forever. Um, and i I recently learned there are folks who don't have a continuous internal monologue with themselves. And I'm wondering how that works.
1: I've heard there's people who don't constantly think in movie quotes, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, no, I I didn't know that was possible.
0: I'm thinking in memory. I'm thinking in color. I dream. I mean, my brain is constantly on, which is somewhat exhausting. But I also don't know that there's any other way to live. So you know, it's kind of fair. Uh, And I'm feeling like that's the kind of energy you have because, (laughs) based on the you know based on the output and stuff. uh, But that's the you know as far as that. Not to get into negativity, but it is something that yeah. you and I as friends, as fans, um, we've seen uh, negative fans have an impact that takes something that we enjoyed away. I liked Rose, you know? Um, and, I love Rose. And and to see what should have been her role taken, a, not given to somebody else. We won't say it was taken away. It was given to somebody else. Uh, mm-hmm. When she could have fit that, that part yeah. in the story just as easily and been more endearing to me. About it, mm-hmm. um, and and knowing why it wasn't her makes me angry. Um, Same, yeah.
1: It, and that's the big problem with Rise of Skywalker is, is you can see
0: the Star Wars is supposed to transport
1: made. you, but yeah, but you can see the studio pulling the strings. You yeah. know, it's like if you're watching a puppet show, you don't want to see the strings, and that's exactly what it was. That's okay. one of the reasons why I thought it'd be appropriate to have a puppet of JJ, is because it, it it's out clearly not JJ, and this was clearly not your. It was clearly not like the story of Star Wars. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And this is this is kind of weird. This goes back for me to like when I was in high school and college. You know, like Marvel Comics or DC Comics, but Marvel especially, has, hasn't has revamped their universe. They've been in the same universe since the 1940s. So right. if you read a Marvel comic, you're picking up a story that's almost 100 years old. Yeah. Um, so in my head as a kid, I know Spider-Man's not real, but there's a Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a Spider-Man who... Maybe it's a committee of guys or whatever, but that's what the, the, the Spider-Man does. And then the Clone Saga story happened in the comics, and that was the first time I realized, oh, this is just like people writing. This is like – you could tell it was a company dragging it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that was really disheartening. And I had similar experiences like the first time I saw Frank Oz work in Yoda. Yeah. You know, Or Jim Henson work in Kermit. <laughs> you know, it's that surprise. So. To have that happen like in Star Wars on the big screen with the multi hundred million, you know, hundreds of million dollar budget was ah, just really depressing.
0: Well, and then, you know, the admittance that, oh, no, we plan, what plan? No, we didn't, we didn't map this shit out. I'm just like, how do you do you, that? You did a, you did, you, you ad libbed three movies. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then, okay. Okay. Having not known that. And, you know, and the only reason to admit that that is because Rise of Skullwalker was what it was, Um, Mm -hmm. because you could have gotten away with Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. And if Mm -hmm. you had taken those blocks and built the movie that should have been made, could have been made, Mm -hmm. um, then no one would have ever known that it was, you know, Hapdash. Uh, But you told me. (laughs) And so I I resent it even more now. Um, and this, I mean, we, uh, we, you have entire, we, have gone over this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, have you, have you uh, read or like seen my recap on Colin Trevorrow's draft?
0: Mm-mm, no, I haven't.
1: It's great. It's, it's great. Should you should really like out. read up on it or just watch the video where I summarize it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, part, uh, you know, and there's some speculation on why they didn't use it. One of the reasons is that uh, after Carrie Fisher passed away, she was featured very heavily on it. So they mm-hmm. needed to rework it. But it's a perfect cap to The Last Jedi, to the whole series. It reinvents, adds some new things to the saga. Um, I'll give you a small thing from it that I really like. The whole point of the movie is that the First Order, who's now in Coruscant, has blocked the signal. So they, they they literally can't reach other planets and other people to call Rally to Arms. So they have to infiltrate the old Jedi Temple in Coruscant, which is full of like homeless people huddled over barrels, um, because the technology predates Imperial technology, which the first Sword is based on. So they can do a beacon there, an old fashioned, you know, High Republic beacon. Oh, nice. And other stuff's going on with Ray and Kylo Ren and all this other stuff. That's pretty great where Kylo Ren becomes like a psychic vampire and he learns from the like Lovecraftian monster who taught Palpatine how to do that shit. Palpatine's not in it that, because that's you know, the worst that's thing not, about any of these yeah. movies. Um, <laughs> so there's this great sequence in it where when Rose and Finn finally get this beacon lit. It's like the beacons of Gondor in Return oh, yeah. of the King. And you like see it like relaying across the galaxy and these different planets picking it up, which like you're able to go to every planet. You can see Naboo. You can see, yeah. you know, Geonosis. You could bring the whole saga together in that one sequence. And I'm just like hearing this dude on this podcast talk about it. And I'm like, why the fuck
0: did and it's they like, not it's, do that? It's like learning about like, the uh, lost cut of Event Horizon you're better off not knowing it existed.
1: Right. Well, and back <laughs> in the day, it was the Donner cut of Superman two. Yeah. which, you know, is that everything that's old is new again, you know, yeah. like Zack Snyder, the Snyder gets the same thing, <laughs> except uh, they're actually not doing it after the main actors died and they can finish the movie for real.
0: Uh, well, the, the Donner cut is my canonical Superman two. Uh, I can. It, it I can skip also, the elephant. It, it was. Uh,
1: it was also Brian Singer's. So that's why Superman Returns bombed because he made a sequel to a movie that was never <laughs> released. in <theater. laughs> Nobody
0: ever saw, right? Yeah. yeah right.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> but that's also at probably that point. Why I, I don't even it.
1: think, and <laughs> I don't even think that the Donner cut had been released on DVD at that point when Superman Returns came out.
0: Yeah. In 2006. I'm not sure. I'm sure. I'd about have to that. look up yeah. the dates. Uh, but yeah. I, I'm in on Superman Returns. Um, one of my favorite oh, I like it. One of my yeah. favorite facts about that movie is that Superman throws not one single punch the entire film. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't. He, right. he saves people
1: because he doesn't need to.
0: Yeah, because he's Superman. Yeah. You know, he doesn't yeah. want to hit you. He's not a guy that wants to hit you. He definitely doesn't want to, you know, cause billions of dollars worth of damage and lost life. You know,
1: I watched a video uh, the other day. It was pretty, I wish I could remember the channel and give them credit for it. Um, It was about, I think it was, it might've been nerd-stalgic. It was about superhero fights where they fly and just how how they're bad. Yeah. like superman fighting zod they're flying they're building. it doesn't really mean anything but shazam made a point of like grounding the characters in a mall uh and i i did something similar i did a video comparing aquaman to black panther and my main problem with that is that when they fight an aquaman you never really get a feeling for like how do they stop how do they swim so fast what are the rules right you know as far as how that works the same thing applies when Superman is like flying around with Zod beating each other into buildings, it's, it's the same reason that the last fight with uh, agent Smith didn't work in revolutions mm-hmm. with me between him and Neo, because you don't, when there's two characters that powerful when they're not grounded, you know, whereas in the first matrix, when a character gets his face knocked into a toilet, you feel it, yeah. you know, there's a grounding there. Yep.
0: Um,
1: yeah.
0: And that's, you know, and, and, and that's uh, um, just something that, Especially like you, you know, you, you brought up the black Panther and that fight just takes you right out of the movie, uh, yeah. for everything that it is. Um, and, and those are the moments where I'm like, somebody watched this and said, we're cool.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, uh, yeah, and I it, get it. Sometimes it, you're, you're, you're t- sunk costs fallacy, but at the same time, <laughs> right. You know,
1: it's just that they said, let's go into the heart of the vibranium mine, which never looked that good to begin with,
0: yeah. you know, yeah. uh, because
1: every time those masks come down in black Panther, it's great. Yeah when it's these two guys working off each other, you just wanted to see it dirty and slimy and dusty.
0: Like, well, and it is like a place the, uh, that you know. we can imagine ourselves being, you know, we can imagine yeah. ourselves on a, on a cliff top or a waterfall top in, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in some jungle somewhere or some, you know, some landscape anywhere. Well, that's a place we can go. That's a place we can imagine ourselves. Um, I've never seen or been to a vibranium mine or any mine, right. Uh, or I've any mine. caves, right. but you know, right. um, but you know, when it comes to when it comes to the toxic fandom having an influence on things, um, you know, uh, the Star Trek fandom has entered the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you keep up with that uh, to the same degree, um, but you know, there is a lot of uh, there are a lot of. Uh, negative folks uh on that who who have that same not my star trek you know this isn't trek mm-hmm. um, and if you're old enough you remember that that has been every star trek since the original star trek has yeah. been not so, real star trek
1: yeah TNG TNG had its detractors you know uh, the emotion picture like, had its detractors
0: yeah, you know that's very true that's uh, very people true people were like that's not Star well, Trek."
1: well like it's kind of it's a little justified with star trek though so i don't want to be like the one million person to come along and, and shit on discovery because discovery is a, it's a good show i mean yeah. it, it's the high production value but then you go back and you go okay again it's like marvel comics you're telling the story you're part of a longer story why why do the klingons look like that you know it takes you out of it It makes you wonder like why do these guys suddenly look different it's not the first time the klingons have changed right. but how would they go from looking human-like Sorry to looking like that, to looking human-like, to looking like Worf, you know.
0: When uh, especially and, when oh, we already retcon the augment virus and Enterprise, right? Which is pre, it's a, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Continuity and, and, has
0: never been Trek's right. uh, strong suit,
1: <laughs> but they've managed to work around it. Like when you know the great episode of DS Nine where they go back in trouble with Tribbles, and someone says to Worf, "That's a Klingon," and Worf goes, "We don't it. talk about it." Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's totally the best, great. right? Yeah. But like. Okay, with Discovery too, I just got to point one thing out about Discovery that my wife pointed out and I can't not hear it anymore. Michael Burnham whispers everything.
0: Every line she
1: whispers, yeah. Um, But with Discovery, I keep watching that show and going, why is this the Michael Burnham show? You know, my favorite episodes of TNG or any of the other Trek are like, where we get to know the other members of the crew. And there's almost none of that. My favorite episode of Discovery is the one where Saru goes to his planet and they realize the species isn't actually DOS. It's a great episode. And then Picard, Picard was good, but like we're doing the same kind of whip panty fight. Like Star Trek isn't about fights. Yeah, it's not. It's stop trying to make it about stop trying to turn Star Trek into Star Wars. That's a fair point. It's not like I'm so sick of that. And that's why fans have responded so well to the Orville. And yeah, the Orville will take like two different TNG stories and mash them together. But it's the presentation. It's the, you know, it's the feeling of it. You know, right. the best Star is Trek familiar, lately has been lower. Yeah. It's Lower Decks. That's it my favorite Star so Trek great. lately. You know, I so love Lower great. Decks. That Even when, did amazing. you see, like, in the last episode when Rikers... <laughs> it's the best they, line. When five, Rikers six, shows seven, up eight. and says, yeah, and he says... Um, Oh yeah, just like the crew in the original prize.
0: Archer and those guys, they had a long way getting
1: from here to
0: there. uh, It's the (laughs) best. It's the best. And he's you know, he's riffing on himself because of the um that that one off episode of Enterprise that they made that you know, we don't usually talk about. These are the voyages kind of (laughs) it sets off on its own.
1: (laughs) And that's that's one of the tracks I haven't seen all the way through. Yeah. Oh well there you go. Enterprise, uh, Enterprise? are lost on me. Oh, well, yeah, I'm go. working so my way there.
0: You you may come to it. Um, I don't know where your oh, feelings are on the um, on the theme song, uh, but uh, I'm it a sucks. fan. Like, <laughs> you yeah. think it sucks? <laughs> uh, I
1: think it's I think it sucks because like all the Star Trek themes are about like that bold feeling of exploration. Right. You so know, what I, you. It's, it's just too damn out of place for me. Out, I'll like, tell the you.
0: Do, do yourself the favor of giving it a few a few chances while letting the images tell the story to the music. Um, the images are great. Yeah. The
1: theme of, like, the Explorer. I, I love that. I think Discovery has a great That's
0: opening. That's a really credit. cool it's a opening. Theme song. It's, a really it's cool fantastic.
1: Album. I think it's the best one.
0: The I blueprint mean, thing really caught me. Like, that struck me from the very first yeah. episode. And I was like this you know this it gives it a feel of like we're going we're building something Mm -hmm. um you know and to Mm -hmm. your to your point um you know like you said it it isn't that it it, you know we don't uh we don't want or it isn't worthy to have michael burnham be the focus of the show but every you know we have a limited number of episodes um but uh you know i really connected uh because of the mental health aspect with detmer this season and mm-hmm. that's the most, that's well, the biggest I thing I, I know about. I haven't finished it. the season. Okay. Yeah, I haven't finished the season. Okay, so I won't okay. spoil okay. anything. There's, yeah. there's, there's, there's yeah. a point where, um, where, where you can, I can identify with that. Uh, mm. But yeah. Well, but hold
1: on. You just, you just said the character's name Detmer. Yeah. I don't know who that is.
0: Oh, gotcha. And okay. for
1: me, and for me, that's how poorly developed the, the, the supporting cast is. And to your point earlier, when you said it's hard to fill 22 hours talking about the CW, I just want more discovery. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather see some cheap episodes, not quite as cheap as that TNG episode. That's like a bottle episode inside Riker's memories. It's just a clip show. Not that cheap, <laughs> but I would like to see some little one offs that aren't necessarily part of or integral to that, that whole story they're telling, you know,
0: that's awesome. Like yeah. just to,
1: to flesh them out, to get yeah. them to know, you know, which one, which one's Demer.
0: Uh, so that's uh, she's the um, helmsman. Uh uh with red hair, uh with the shaved side. Oh with yeah, with guy. the yeah.
1: she great character. And they yeah. didn't really start <clears throat>
0: developing her until season two. Season one you had
1: no idea who she was.
0: Yeah, she was uh, she was Bridge Crew, yeah. uh who yeah. obviously was injured between her time on the Shinzo and her time on Discovery. Uh you yes. Know? Uh and, yeah. and there's there's conflict there. Obviously there are so many people on the crew who have the a connect, you know, Owo and uh who's the uh other the con the con, con side. Uh she and and uh Detmer were on the Shinzo and had that history mm-hmm. with Michael too and mm-hmm. that conflict mm-hmm. is never addressed and you know not that it has to be yeah. but it needs to be played into some. but uh, you
1: get but, it through Saru. Yeah that that's where they develop that, you know.
0: Yeah he got, like, he's, got to be that focal.
1: He's my favorite character in the show. Oh absolutely like I, he's just one of the best Star Trek characters of all time.
0: Absolutely, yeah, no, and opinion. then uh, Doug Jones is absolutely great.
1: Yeah, he <laughs> uh, is, and everything. As a, as everything, a human, but... as
0: an actor, as uh, as a character <laughs> in Star Trek, yeah, it's a. It's, yeah, it's nice
1: hearing. It's, it's nice getting to hear him talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then getting to see him. Yeah. Uh, oh, never mind. Sorry. Oh um, um, yeah. man! Stop right there. Uh, when I anyway, finish the season, I'll come back. Yeah, we'll have to. <laughs> well, well, we do come back around on these. You know, we're gonna have sequel episodes. That's the plan of the show, anyway. Uh, but uh, are there any big projects on the? Uh, on the front that uh, you're excited about, that are going to get out there soon, or
1: yeah, there's a few. The Mandal, uh, not Mandalorian. One um, division's taking all the air out of the room right yeah. now, and rightly
0: so. It's yeah. huge. It's great. It's popular. Uh, it's, I mean, but it's I, kind of the only thing happening really.
1: <laughs> not for long. Yeah, it's gonna we're gonna get slammed um, pretty soon. I've had a video I've been working on. It's embarrassing how long I've been working on this video. It's just, uh, it's an exploration of like all the samurai and Western influences on the Mandalorian. Oh, yes. It was supposed to come out before season two came out. <laughs> and then, and then uh, season two, obviously just Not went all in on those references. And yeah. now I'm like, well time to rewrite, you know, time to add things in, but it was even, it wasn't even done before that. <laughs> it was, it, it's really in dire, dire need of, uh, getting finished soon but that's like that's that's the kind of project that because it's not timely and i just want it to be done right and it's hard to find like it's all split screen so it's really hard to find clips that match you know to go through and i watched hours and hours and hours of samurai and westerns to gear up for it and it's i don't remember every angle you know it's hard to go through sometimes and find those so yeah that's i'm looking forward to finishing that Uh, Lots more theory videos, Easter egg videos. Uh, We've got a few versus video essays I'm pretty excited about. Um, Some which are written, some aren't. I got a a Avengers Endgame versus Rise of Skywalker video in me somewhere. That's going to get out soon. (laughs) Yeah. Cobra Kai. We're doing some some Cobra Kai stuff.
0: Oh, my uh, My youngest has been a big fan of Cobra Kai. He binged it uh, uh, yeah. before he even saw. He watched that before he, he had even seen The Karate Kid, which, you know, I take that as a failing as a father and a parent. Then.
1: Yeah, but I think that's an interesting way to watch it because uh, you view it completely differently.
0: Yeah. No, you well, know, you know and and He's yeah, the same age was I was when that came out, so it's kind of interesting to see his oh, that's take interesting, on it yeah.
1: Yeah. I not I like that show so much I haven't finished it. Oh, I wow. was like, look, I, I'm going to stop at the beginning of season two and write a video. So that way, when the video, when I put this video out, I can tell everybody at the start, Hey, I've only ever seen the first season. So like, don't worry about spoilers. You oh know? wow, Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do that sometimes. Like I've, I love Kurt Vonnegut. Haven't read every Kurt Vonnegut novel yet. You know, you want to pace yourself out. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. Well, you know, cause you know, now too. some it's uh with that, especially that's something there is not going to be more made of. Uh, they're not going to be exactly, any more Kurt Vonnegut, uh, uh, yeah. novels being made. Yeah. Um, then that's, uh, you know, that, that is something. And that is, you know, that is something I really appreciate about the recent, uh, the non, the non binge drop, uh, you know, the weekly drops, uh, traditional television, uh, is yes, mm-hmm. bravo, bravissimo. Mm-hmm. It's uh, fantastic mm-hmm. because especially this past year, having something to wait for has been yep. a marker Uh, It's given us something to look forward to. It's given us a thing where we can know what day it is. Um, Yeah. And and it's something to enjoy. Uh, And to the point that, um, you know, even going back and rewatching some things like Battlestar Galactica uh, 2004 and uh, Stargate SG-1 with uh, Mm -hmm. the two older boys, we take it one episode at a time, try to do maybe one, no more than two a week. Um, We tend Mm to couple up the two parters just because that way you have that continuation. But sure, like we do, I made, uh, we do the season cliffhanger. You're going to wait till next week, you know? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And and they appreciate it, you know, that one, it's something for us to do together. Um, and, uh, Noah has been completely enjoying Battlestar Galactica. Um, and, uh, you know, he's a big, uh, Rosalind fan as, as one should be. Uh, right. And, uh, I missed that show. Oh man, it was done so well. Um,
1: well, I think also, when you binge watch, you lose, I I don't think the viewing that you give the fourth episode of a binge watch is the same quality viewing you give the first one.
0: It is not, you get, you get
1: distracted. You're on your phone. Uh, it's not the right way to watch things. You know, I'm trying to, I, especially with comedies, like I have a bad habit of like bingeing. I'm watching Archer right now, getting caught up on the seasons. And like, that's really hard to, you don't want to binge watch it. Veep I've just now gotten into You got to cut yourself off at two episodes and watch a different kind of thing, watch a drama or something. Um, yeah, and especially I can't. I wish I could remember who pointed this out on Twitter. But if if Mandalorian would have been, you know, a, a, a dump and pump like all the Netflix shows are, we wouldn't have been talking about Cobb Vanth or nope. Sabine Wren or Ahsoka Tana, we only would have been talking about Luke. Yep, and really, which it wouldn't even be justified because Luke is a cameo, yeah, and exactly. it's, it was great and it was done well and all that, but like. Uh, it doesn't like in the whole of the series There's other that aspects that were introduced that, Yeah exactly And you know the boys did the same thing pissed off a lot of people And I still see people bitching about WandaVision yeah. Oh I don't want to have to wait I'm like it's TV That's the format of television
0: Well not only you that know? it is so meta Because of the format that the show is done in Exactly If you did exactly. it as a Oh it would break the thing
1: Really It'd be terrible I, uh, I, It'd be know, Yeah no it's I trust a completely the people unique making story that show,
0: you know me too so far too. um My, it, they were gonna I, have, it's theirs to lose at this point
1: point. and i'm curious to see like you know the theories are fun um i don't i'm coming down on this one and I, I might make a video about this monday depending on this episode no mephisto no nightmare no hydra um i did a video that basically theorized that Wanda's created a split personality for herself mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. she's the one and i i think that's what's going to be more that i think your real villain is sword i think hayward isn't going to be the devil i think he's just going to be a guy who like got fucked up during the snap went a little bit too far he's the anti-fury yeah basically um i and i think you know there's another shot from the trailer where wanda's in like a prison uniform or scrubs or something i think that she was committed and the recreated the mind stone but then it expanded and the and the trailer you see the mind stones in the shape of a hexagon that's all it is the vision's alive because he's inside a living mindstone. yep and I, at first i was like oh that's somebody messing with their head and he doesn't really look like that that's wishful thinking he's totally dead yep. like he's still like but it's the mindstone energy that's keeping him alive and the i think it's so much corpses, more powerful <laughs> i think so yeah. well not pietro that's the interesting one because like i don't know if there if this is a multiverse thing i don't know like if you if it's not a multiverse thing, why would you cast Evan Peters? Is it just cause they're going for meta? Uh, they may never explain it and I don't care. I'm fine with that.
0: Yep. And that's, and you know, that is an, that's an excellent point. And that is something that we have a, we have come to um, I think we've come to disregard is the not knowing sometimes it's just fine. You know, we don't mm-hmm. have, we don't have to be, I, that's one thing. And I enjoyed the film uh, overall. Uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, but we don't, need an explanation for why his last name is solo it can just be his last name you know who who cares yeah exactly
1: like Uh, it it doesn't we're not into his
0: genealogy
1: (laughs) i don't know why there's a great red letter media media video that came out oh when they first announced the han solo movie and it's just these three guys going oh yeah you know what's going to happen in it we're gonna like he's going to meet, they're going to be like, Oh, here's a monster. And we're going to think, Oh, it's a monster. But it ends up being Chewbacca. Everything they say in this video <laughs> came true. Like, Oh, he's going to do the Kessel run, but like, you know, it's going to be in a different way. Like they just said everything that actually happened in the movie, except for the, the pansexual robot.
0: Well, which, you know, is <laughs> two things about that. Um, uh, an interesting, that's an interesting thing uh, to mm-hmm. throw into the universe. Uh, and I, that may be the most interesting thing to come from that movie. Uh, okay. And then they made her a prisoner, uh, which is weird. Uh, I, I don't want to yeah. be a robot. I, I want robot lib. And then you, you make them the nav computer <laughs> for the millennium. Falcon yeah. little. Um, but their, their number, uh, is, uh, elite speak. It literally L three, three seven is, you know, internet speak for elite, uh, if you go oh. back into the hacker days. Um, oh, neat.
1: I didn't know that. That's yeah. Cool.
0: So there's a whole, there yeah. was a whole chat culture, uh, and it's called Leet Speak. Ah, and it's like you cool. spell common words different. It's where like pwned come from. Uh, because right. it's, Yeah. Common or just to, just to be fun. But yeah, L337 is um, old Leet Speak for elite. I'm mean, like an elite hacker. Uh, and so that was, that's one damned. thing that always yeah. caught me. Yeah. Thought that was uh, yeah. always a cool nod um but but yeah you know we don't the mystery is sometimes just fine you know um if you start to overthink things in a serious way you know thought experiments about your sci-fi and the world they operate in totally fine that's how we Mm -hmm. come up with fan theories and things like that um you know uh and take an issue with the ways that stories are told or the kinds of stories they're telling um in a creative way as long as you're not uh, the work uh, it's about the work and not the people who do the work because those people aren't, you know, maybe the ones who made it that way. First of all, what, what they, I, they the usually They did yeah. might not be what you see uh, because mm-hmm. if we go down um, you know, Han Solo is obviously a corporate check checklist, mm-hmm. you know, fans. Yeah. Da, 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 da. there's a difference between, you know, giving the fans what they want and fan service. Um, as a fan, I'm interested in, in being served, uh, but also, um, you know, surprise me. Give me what I want, but not the way I expect it. That's that's more right. rewarding um, than yeah. just, you know. 100%. Yeah. So, uh, well, you know, Ryan, um, it, we're kind of drawn to the – the finish line here, um, linear nature of time. And unless you have the Eye of Agamotto, um, we're not going to be able to.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I left it I left it in my other game. Yeah. Well, you know, you
0: did just recently move. So uh, you, you moved from the Sanctum Sanctorum to wherever it is you're having to hold up office now. Uh, obviously, <laughs> yeah. the battlefield. Uh, I do want to say, commenting on that battlefield or that background, man, um, talk about epic moments in comic book history. Oh, period. that's it,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, there and are two and and Go sorry, ahead. you know, I didn't. I it, it's amazing how I've seen that movie. I don't know a dozen times at this point, and it wasn't until very recently that I noticed your mom. Uh, right? Oh, yes.
0: Yes! Ah, oh, you did the yeah. thing. You did. The I did thing. the thing. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't amazing. normally
1: do the thing on a podcast, but I did no, it
0: for you. No, you did. Ah, oh, dope, bro. Listen, yeah. I'm a fan. I was telling my wife about it. She thought it was funny. Me just telling her, and I was like, man, yeah. people give him shit for that, and um, I would be super sad if that goes away because um, I, really d- d- I just think it's really. Yeah. I just think it's dumb. I think it's a I dumb, think dumb, stupid basically- thing.
1: Yeah, I think basically what I what I do in a lot of ways is dumb. Like, there's people out there who are actually like technical masters and crafting <laughs> these wonderful stories, and then guys like me come along and go, did you notice?" Come on, like you know, it's a silly job. Exactly. And well, and that's kind of what I yeah. say
0: about uh, about this uh, podcast. As if I were being paid to do it, it'd be a whole lot more professional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's right, part of it. Right. Um, but that that's you know when the when the ladies show up. Uh, and we have that just we have that what I like to call the two page spread, uh, you know, mm-hmm. or the or the uh, four, yeah. It's like the it's like the '90s reboot X Men panels, right? The the whole the yeah. whole cover spread uh, yeah. of of and, and then the moment behind you where everybody just shows up, um, and then one of the reasons that um you know one i don't understand all the hate on age of Ultron. it's actually kind of a really good movie for me uh i enjoy it it's uh, a be- it's a beautiful mess yeah exactly like most good yeah. things are for i mean have you read comics right. uh but right. that opening sequence where it's the money shot of the avengers at the beginning like yeah. that's just pure joy for me i'm like look at you know yeah super exciting um but uh man we'll have to have you back on uh as we talked pre-show uh we we may be we may be find a way to play some Dungeons and Dragons together um yeah, get be you fun. guys hooked into the world's most uh uh popular uh role-playing adventure game and um and just keep in touch because uh, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, chatting with you and nerding out over. I mean, uh, I, this is entirely what I thought would happen. So <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know what? What are you gonna? What do you expect, um, folks? What did you? You know, it's exactly what's on the ten. Uh, but um, are there any uh, other uh, links, projects uh, that you link to no, charities that you're interested on, in? Follow me
1: um, on. No, I don't uh, do any charities. Unfortunately, I should just uh, you know Twitter, Ryan Airy, and then Screen Crush YouTube channel.
0: Yep. Alright, and I'll put those links uh, in the show notes because uh, uh, both of those are required uh, homework for following the Commodore on Twitter um, so that we can have reasonable and educated discussions about pop culture. Um, but uh, folks, if you have enjoyed this show, uh, you can really help things out by just sharing it with your friends uh, on all your socials uh, and uh, being sure to tag the guests in that so that get credit for coming on the show and making time for it if you're super interested in supporting the show you can do that through patreon at patreon.com slash d-a-n-d-e-c-k-r and you can get in on early access for as little as three dollars a month and um, get uh, get to hear these shows before the general release on thursdays which will always be free and always be ad free uh, so I'd like to thank you, dear listener, for your ears. Hope to earn them again next week. And closing this out from the Toad Suck Studios in Central Arkansas, good night. All right,
1: hey. Thanks, man.
0: Yeah, brother. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, fantastic.